Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this Saturday morning. I hope that you have awakened, energized, excited with the joy of the Lord in your heart. Today we're going to continue our Proverbs series, and today we're going to be diving into chapter 14. And how ironic, chapter 14, when tomorrow is uh, February 14th, <laughs> Valentine's Day. But we're going to be uh, talking in Proverbs 14 as we continue to get the instructions and the wisdom and understanding that God reveals to us through his word. We're going to learn a couple of things today to see how we can apply it to our lives. And uh, most of all, we want to make sure that as we follow these instructions that God gives us, that we're able to fulfill our everyday life purpose. So this is what Proverbs 14 says, and we're going to start in verse 26. And this is what verse 26 starts to tell us. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Father, we thank you for the word here in Proverbs 14, verses 26 through 35. 
And we thank you, Father, because you continue to give us the instructions so that we can stand strong on your word, stand strong on the decisions and the choices we make in our lives, and most of all, to be righteous in your eyes, doing the right thing, Father, so that we can fulfill the destiny and the purpose you have in our lives. My friends, as we dive into these verses, the first thing that jumps out at me with the first verse is, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And how many times we have spoken about fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It lets us know that we have an awesome God, an awesome daddy, an awesome father who loves us. And we wanna do things right in his eyes. And we stand strong in confidence knowing that we, we serve a powerful God. When you fear the Lord, you are walking. Sometimes people say, I'm walking on pins and needles <laughs> because I want to do the right thing for God. You know, I want to fulfill the mission he has me on. I want to fulfill the assignment he has given me. I don't want to take things for granted. I want to stand strong in knowing that whatever he's asking me to do is what I'm going to do in obedience. So I fear the Lord because if the Lord has specifically spoken to me and assigned me to do something, you want to carry it out, right? You don't want to be like Jonah where the Lord asked him to go to Nineveh and Jonah was like, I'm not going there. And he tried to do everything in his power <laughs> to avoid what God asked him to do. However, ultimately, he ended up doing exactly what God asked him to do because he noticed that by turning away and not being obedient, he ended up going through a journey and an adventure like, like no other. <laughs> so fearing the Lord is good, my friends. We should wake up every morning saying, good morning, Lord. Thank you for another day, Father. Give me an opportunity. And Father, I just thank you because I know you love me and I love you. And I just want to do the right thing in your eyes. And then when it says, and his children would have a place of refuge. Absolutely, my friends. Listen, when we are obedient to what God asks us to do, when we fear the Lord, because we want to make sure we are uh, being uh, following his lead, doing exactly what he's asked us to do, God will give us refuge. Of course he does. Because listen, when we're doing the things according to his commandments, when we're following his His, his rules and regulations, right? Because we wake up every morning, man, and we're excited for another day of life. We dive into the word of God. We pray constantly. We meditate on his word. We know his word gives us life, encouragement, It motivates us to live. It gives us joy, peace, comfort. It gives us so many things to help us with our everyday life and our everyday struggles. And because of that, and what we're obedient in doing and what we're obedient in carrying out for the Lord, the Lord will give us refuge, man. He does protect us. He preserves us. He loves on us and most of all, He makes sure that he takes us to where he wants us to be, according to his will in our lives. 
So it says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Absolutely. God gives us life every day, my friends. Uh, when we fear him, he gives us a rejuvenating heart. He gives us a rejuvenated mind. He gives us an understanding of what it is that we need to feel and walk like and, and speak and act like, right? And he gives us a fountain of life. He gives us a glow. He gives us the supernatural power within us. He gives us the Holy Spirit that resonates in us and guides us, right? He gives us all these beautiful things. It's a fountain of life, a fountain of life full of so many beautiful things so many beautiful blessings, so many uh, beautiful um, gifts. God has given many of us gifts. He continues to give us gifts and talents as we're seeking him and loving on him and wanting to know what the purpose of the walk of everyday life with him is supposed to be. He will continue to give us gifts, my friends, and he gives us revelation, wisdom, and knowledge through his word. He gives us an understanding of what we're supposed to be doing every day and making our everyday choices and decisions. And because of that, he gives us life and to turn away from the snares of death. He keeps us protected to make sure that we're on the right path, that we're not going to the left or to the right, we're not doing the wrong decisions, we're not going outside of God's plan for our lives, and we're not going outside of what He has asked us to do for Him. Many of us, if you're one of these individuals, many of you are, are, are doing ministry right now for your Heavenly Father. You've had a call in your life to do ministry and you fear the Lord. And because of that ministry, because he's placed you in a place of maybe status or position or leadership, and you wanna do the right thing unto your Heavenly Father. You wanna carry out that task, that assignment the right way. You don't wanna take it for granted. You don't want any ego chips on your shoulder. You wanna humble yourself every day unto your Heavenly Father and say, Lord, I am here to fulfill what you've asked me to do. And because of that, your Heavenly Father will protect you. Your Heavenly Father will keep you in a place of refuge. I think about the scripture and I think about the, the missionaries that are still out on the field today fulfilling the call of God in their lives. They were obedient to be the willing vessels to go out and carry his mission about spreading the good news to others. And they fear the Lord because they want to make things um, according to his will. And even in certain circumstances that a lot of missionaries find themselves in, they rely on the Lord. They fear the Lord and rely on the Lord to meet their every need. And that's why every time I would hear in my church a missionary speaking about their experience and God, how God did miracles in their lives and how God saved so many people and brought people to salvation, it is amazing because even in situations when missionaries are in a core place of, let's say, against Christianity or against religion, and they're there as beacon of light, lights, carrying out the mission, the task God has asked them to, God still protects them. 
I have heard of numerous stories of people being in crossfire, right? Um, that possibly they could have died or been hurt or wounded or kidnapped or whatever the case might be. And God gave them a refuge and protected them. And even in the midst, in some stories that we know about when missionaries have been captured, kidnapped, God still preserved them. God still gave them uh, protection, even in that circumstance, right? So when I think of that, I think of how many missionaries also have gone out in the in the field, you know, to do, to do the work and bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to so many people, and God has really protected them. Then it says here, in a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in a lack of people is a downfall of a prince. We have heard so many stories in the Bible specifically with kings that had a multitude of people who honored, honored them, served them, and also made sure they had a good community within the environment. And it gave the king honor to know that he would have so many people um, on his side supporting him, right? And we and when I think about that also, you know, I think about pastors. I, I think about pastors and how we honor our pastors as congregate members and how we stand by our side, especially now during this time of pandemic, when our pastors have made choices to make sure that they don't open the church doors to jeopardize anyone possibly getting sick, right? Um, they want to, they're making wise and courageous decisions to protect their flock and how us as the congregation and the flock, we, we do honor our pastors and respect our pastors because of the decisions they've made. Because those are good decisions, my friends. If your pastor has made a decision to not open those doors yet, it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to pastor you. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want to um, sh continue to share the good news of the gospel with you or feed you every day the word of God every Sunday. It just means that he is being cautious of how he does it. So if he is doing it online right now and you're following your pastor online with the word of God, it should be just as impactful receiving it from your, from them through the channels of internet as it is if you would have been in a building. Because Jesus Christ told us in his word while he was on this earth, he said, I don't even have a place over my head to sleep in. Jesus went from place to place you know, spreading the good news about who his heavenly father was. And at the same time, he never had a place. He never had a solid home. He never had a place that he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go back over here to California. I'm going to go back to the East Coast. He didn't have that. And because he didn't have that, it didn't matter because he still was doing the right thing about spreading the good news to others. So he had a multitude, Jesus Christ had a multitude of people that were honoring him and following him. They speak about, you know, the crowds that would follow him from land, from place to place, right? Um, they went from one land to another land and they were like, wow, this is amazing. So they honored him. But sometimes we don't want to honor 
uh, you know, our pastors. I know a lot of people right now feel that they're pastors. Oh man, I, I can't even like really even repeat what someone said to me not too long ago, but they said something negative about the pastor and how the pastor was handling the situation. And they felt they were gonna just, you know, sway away from, from that pastor and, and that church now because they just felt that, you know, they wanted to be in four walls inside four walls and i said you know what that doesn't make any sense because the church is not about walls because if tomorrow that church burns down to the ground and it becomes solid ashes there is no four walls there is no building but you must continue to do church and you must continue to 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 praise god and come together whether even if it's through the internet my friends if you're struggling right now in that area where you feel, oh my gosh, I gotta be in the middle of four walls, I cannot be doing church in the internet, you need to go to your Heavenly Father, you need to ask Him, Lord, why do I feel this way? Why is it that I can't connect? Because let me tell you something, our relationship first starts with our Heavenly Father one-on-one, -on -one, and then from there it builds on to community. If you have that great relationship with your Heavenly Father, you can do church online with no problem. You can do it joyfully. You can still receive the word that's being brought forth and how it impacts your life. You can continue to sing along with praise and worship. There's no excuses for that, my friends. So when I think about that, I thought about, wow, in this time, how so many people are torn right, with what's happening, with the restrictions and how they see things. So my friends, if you're in that situation, go to your heavenly father and say, Lord, why do I feel like this? Because I should still be able to do even church in my own home and have it embedded in my heart, the relationship I have with you. I should easily be able to pick up the Bible and say, okay, let's turn on my computer. Let me use my phone, whatever it is, so I can tune into the, to the sermon today and get blessed. And then it says, he who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he is who he who is impulsive exalts folly. You know, this talks a lot about the actions we make, the things we say, when we have an understanding of things. If you're in a, if you're ever placed in a situation that might stir up your heart, might stir up. <laughs> your feelings you need to think before you act and most people when they take a minute slow down and say hey before I react or say anything that might be negative or come out the wrong way I need to get understanding from my Heavenly Father before I respond and say something or act and do something because most of the time my friends we get angry if something has bothered us. We get angry if something is affecting us big time. And one thing we need to understand is we cannot let anger control our feelings, control our actions. If you're ever in a situation where you're struggling with anger and all of a sudden you're saying to yourself, man, I really want to go and I want to hit somebody, I want to beat up somebody, or I want to go punch a wall, or I want to break and throw something, that is not good. You must in that moment say, Lord, I need you to help me with this anger issue I am having right now because of whatever circumstance or situation may have happened in my life. Lord, help me diffuse my thought process 
let me get a Zen moment <laughs> with you, Father, so that I don't make irrational decisions and do things that might harm someone else or do things that might even harm myself. So you think about that and you go, you know what, Lord? I'm going to take a minute, take a time out, like we normally used to tell the little kids, time out, right? Go stand over there, go sit down. We need to do it as adults too. We need to do it as teenagers, as young kids. We need to do the same thing. We need to do a timeout and say, wait a second, let me really concentrate on what my how my Heavenly Father wants me to handle this. Now, I'm not saying, my friends, that it's wrong to get angry. It's not wrong to get angry. We're humans, we have a heart, we have feelings. But what's wrong is the reaction that you take and the things you do based on that anger. If you ever get angry, you can take that anger, which is negative, you know, energy, negative, you know, feelings, and you can actually turn it into positive energy, a positive feeling. If you give it to your heavenly father and say, Lord, help me with this anger situation. I'm always lashing out. Listen, I have met people in my life and I've been through my own struggle in my marriage. If some of you have read my book, you're very aware of it. Um, of so many, many times of the issues I had to deal with anger with my husband who would get very angry. And I had to many times go to my heavenly father and say, Lord, how do you want me to handle this anger that my husband's having how do i what words do i give him to calm the storm right i would always go to my heavenly father i had to learn how to do that but once i surrender situations over to my heavenly father i was able to be able to understand and if you're at the end of receiving anger of some sort my friends give it over to your heavenly father pray as the person speaking to you say lord i hand the situation to you whatever's coming out of the mouth lord i ask and i pray that sweet words and life would now start to come out so my friends if you're having a situation with anger go to your heavenly father with that he'll help you with it it says a sound heart is life to the body but envy is rottenness to the bones let me tell you something i've spoken about a good beating heart what is going on how do you feel is it healthy? God wants us to have healthy hearts, my friends, right? He doesn't want us to hold on to any bitterness. He doesn't want us to hold on to anger. He doesn't want us to hold on to any type of jealousy or anything. You have a situation with your heart, unforgiveness, brokenness, whatever the case might be, you need to give that over to your heavenly father so he can mend that heart. You know why? Because once he mends your heart, you will have life. And how your heart feels affects your body, affects your mind physically, mentally, emotionally. And then we start acting our, our, out on our feelings. And our feelings is never the leader, my friends. And that's why it says here that sometimes your heart can have envy and it's a rottenness to the bones. Envy in your heart is not a good thing. Envy is you want exactly what someone else has. You want to be just like them 100%. That is a spirit of jealousy and envy that comes into you. You've ever felt that way. You need to give that over to your heavenly father and say, Lord, I give this over to you. I don't know why my heart feels like this, but I need life. And I need this envy, jealousy, whatever I'm struggling with against someone else or something else. I need your heavenly father to help me, to lift me up out of this situation and I need life back into my heart, okay? Because listen, 
when we have things going on in our lives, that stuff gets into our bones. And then once it's in our bones, it controls us, man. We don't want to be controlled by anything negative. We want life. We want positive thinking, positive words, right? Because with our tongue, we can speak life or death. So we want positive things in our lives. And then it says here, he who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who who honors him has mercy on the needy. How many times have we spoken about how sometimes... um, those who are struggling in areas in their lives, those who are poor, they might be lacking food, they might be lacking a job right now, or something of a necessity of everyday life, you know, and people who have resources and access to things don't open up and share them. You know, that is a reproach to our maker. Our Heavenly Father has given us blessings beyond measure that we would ever understand. We're overflowing with things, especially some of us might have materialistic things. We might, we might have an abundance of food. We might have an abundance of rooms, you know, in our homes. We might have an abundance of cars. And if we do, let's just share those things with other people if they need it. You know, you're not going to lack it, my friends. You're not going to miss it. God has given you an overflow and a blessing beyond, you know, your understanding. Just share it with others. And when you don't, your Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father looks down on us and goes, my child, what are you doing? I've blessed you and I've given you favor in all these areas so that you can bless other people. And then he says, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. Absolutely. When we honor our Heavenly Father, when we do exactly what he asked us to do, I cannot tell you how many times my Heavenly Father has spoken to me and said, hey, I want you to go do, I want you to go do this. I want you to go do that for someone. I want you to send a card in the mail for someone. What did that cost me? Practically nothing. What? A 47 cent stamp, you know, card from the 99 cent store dial. Come on, guys. You know, just be open to hear God and what he would like you to do because In God's word, it says, the little you have done to others, you have done unto me. Jesus said it, right? And it says, the wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Absolutely. You know, we've spoken about wickedness. We've spoken about what happens with people who do wicked things and evil things. It ultimately leads to their death. And it's not a good death. Man, we've heard of so many things that have happened to so many people in situations where they were just being mean people. They were they were being scrooges, you know, they were being vultures. They were, you know, like they're just doing horrible things. And then we find out all of a sudden they've had a horrible death. You know, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Absolutely. Listen, we continue to be righteous. When we pass on to death, man, we know we're going to heaven. We know that we're going to a place to be next to our heavenly father. We have a, it says in the word, right? We have a seat, you know, prepared for us in heaven. And he's going to say, come on in my child, have a seat, right? So we are uh, continuing to say to ourselves, I need to stay righteous. I need to stay strong in the things that my heavenly father has asked me to do. So that way, when I know that it's time to meet my maker, I have a great place and a great refuge because we're here on on earth, my friends, and what we have is what we have. But man, you have no idea what's waiting for us in heaven. There are some beautiful things up there. And then it says here, wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. When God gives you wisdom, there are times he'll give us wisdom for us to have in our hearts understanding of our own everyday life. 
And we rest in that wisdom that he gives us. It gives us a peace. It gives us a joy, a comfort, and understanding. And it helps us with everyday life. And there are times that we'll even extend that wisdom if God gives it to us to share with other people. But then it talks about that sometimes the people who don't have wisdom in their hearts, oh, the foolish hearts like they call them, you know, that's going to be made known, right? If you are doing foolish things in your heart, those things will be exposed, my friends. So be conscious about where your heart is. I, we've spoken about this before. Where is your heart? How is your heart functioning? Is it beating correctly, right? Do you have a healthy heart? Is it making you, is it allowing you to make the right decisions or right choices? Or is your heart so foolish, caught up in things it's not supposed to be caught up in that eventually it's going to lead you to be exposed from some, in some areas in your life that you know you're not supposed to be doing, right? So, and then it talks about righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The righteousness that everyday people apply to our lives exalts a nation. It does. If you're walking the right way, if you are lifting up your Heavenly Father the right way, you have a relationship with Him, and you're doing righteousness on this earth, you are loving on people, you're helping people, you're going about things correctly, you're not breaking the law, you're being moral, you're doing things with good ethical nature, you know, it exalts a nation because it's spreading. Listen, as Christians, we're supposed to spread these things. We're a beacon of light to other people. It exalts a nation. What does that mean? That the communities that come together are operating with the same mindset. They want to do the right thing. They don't want to do illegal things. They want to do legal things. They want to do things according to God's words and his commandments. They're not going against it. It just makes a community stronger. It makes a nation. It helps multiplying on when you're having children also to have those same morals as it carries on. Right? Right now we talk about today where we are today as a nation and believing, right? But those who do the sin reproach to any people. Sin can spread itself very wide and hit any generation, any nation, and it can spread like wildfire and it can destroy a nation. And and it says here lastly, the king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. Are you going to be listening in the future from your Heavenly Father? Good job, my good and faithful servants, right? This is what we look forward to. We look forward to that, my friends, because we don't want to cause any shame to our Heavenly Father, and we don't want our testimony to be lost. So my friends, it was great sharing the word with you again. I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week. Stay encouraged. Happy Valentine's Day. Love on each other. And pick up the phone and say to someone you love them, God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.